Hello. Welcome to Siblings. And Phantoms. I'm Nella. And this is Maddie. And next to me, we have two very special guest stars, Dorothy. Hello. And our grandfather. Drew. Drew. Yes. So. I am here. I, I'm Drew, too, also. You're not Drew. I'm Drew. So the reason that we have these two wonderful people beside us is because they are both fans of the topic that we are covering today, which is... Star, Star Wars! Wars! Yay! Yay! So we were going to be sort of interviewing Drew... Drew... ...about on the cultural changes of Star Wars. And Dorothy is here because... She wants to participate, and... I have comments on Star Wars. She has comments. <laughs> so... So we'll talk about we'll, um, when Star Wars first came out, and yeah. then start with something now. I think we may as well just talk about... the. I think we may as well do the culture part now, and I can edit this into some order that will make sense, somehow. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so yeah. Brad, how did it... Well, when Star Wars first came out, which was about 1978... Uh-huh. It was an immediate cultural hit. I mean, it was amazing how fast it caught on. So, like, now and, would people be posting about it everywhere? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was There was an enthusiastic response. It's like the population of America needed such a movie <laughs> to yeah. release them can, from, from boredom or well, whatever. Can, can you or give us some from sort of- the problems that we had as a country when the president resigned in 1973 or four. Yeah. Right. And then, and then the new president, Jimmy Carter, who I personally liked a lot, um, turned out to um, be not so hot in office. But anyway, Star Wars came out and uh, blew everybody away. Beautiful movie. Um, Was it in the headlines of the newspapers and stuff? I don't remember that, but probably. I mean, it's some maybe in the style section of the post. Like how Marvel movies are today. Yeah. So yeah. basically, recap: sadness, bad president. Uh, yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically. So. And everybody liked it. There was a, a brand new hero, Luke. Yeah. Who yeah. captured everyone's imagination, and um, then. Princess Leia, who was the daughter of a well-known established actress. Mm-hmm. And it's, wow, you know, it just caught on. Yeah. Well, like, everyone's like, hey, this is great. I could we, be... We know this person's mother. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think Debbie it... Reynolds, right. Now, remember, there were no video stores. Mm-hmm. There were no... VCRs, there was none of that technology available. So if you wanted to see this movie, you had to go to a theater. Yeah, and I think it was... Well, that, a lot of people wanted to go see this movie. Yeah, I think that the lack of other ways to see it definitely helped it make however much it made. I'm lazy and I'm not going to look that up. But also I think it was really important that, especially for like where we are now, that original tr- trilogy still stands up as very good movies. Yeah. Yeah. Tells a nice, compelling, clear-cut hero journey. Yeah. And, like, it sets up the world well and 
tells a compelling story at the same time, which isn't that easy to do. I've yeah. tried. And by now, um, <laughs> right. the special effects are a bit out of date, but from so other movies like, I've seen from that era, it's like... And like good also, effects. yeah, like Indian. Let's not forget the music. Yeah, the yeah. music oh, captured people too. Yeah, like in our last episode, the Star Wars theme in John Williams. It'll be the episode coming out after this one. But in, in the next episode, we talk about musical scores, and that one comes up, and how as iconic good it is. Yeah, as yeah. iconic. Yeah, definitely memorable. Yeah, that's yes. a big thing. Uh, you may be able to tell that these are recorded out of order. You know, yeah. We're oh Our podcast. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you guys are doing a very good job. Thank you. Yeah. So what more do you, would, would you like to know about um, the, I mean, the well, inception of what, the Star Wars genre? What would, right, what was being released, like, before Star Wars? Was there anything even close to comparable? Not that I remember. Uh, the best movie I saw from that era was called The Hustler, Paul Newman, and that was nothing like Star Wars. I mean, that was a drama, you know. Um, yeah. Star Wars was sci-fi. Yeah. And, right. and um, you know, spaceships and uh, probably helped, helped its popularity from uh, Star Trek on television. Yeah. You know, but... So people were eager for this kind of movie. Those those two among Star Trek and Star Wars are still so conflagrated by people who don't know very much about either one. Mm -hmm. It's sort of frustrating because I like Star Wars and I've never been able to get into Star Trek. I enjoyed the few episodes I saw, but... Star Wars introduced the idea of of the Force... Right, which yeah. which irritated some people, especially Christians, mm-hmm. who who thought it was a lot like God, and so you know they didn't I mean, like that idea. But it, it but is everybody right. else, or many people, I shouldn't say everybody else, liked that concept of um, a mysterious presence in the universe where would it could be accessed. By certain talented individuals, and also I think Jedi's. Yeah, do you think that that might have inspired some other people? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it was an intriguing idea that had, to my knowledge, not been presented like that as part of a, as Noah said, a, a compelling story, and yet right. there it was. You know, part of this part and parcel of this whole concept of Star Wars action adventure. Plus it had this philosophical trend. It had the philosophical, it had the action, the adventure, and the romance. So it was sort of like a mixed thing. So it didn't just have one thing. I think that that might have helped it too. And also... Space flight. Back to what you said about the effects. And the droids... The yeah. droids were instantly popular. R2-D2, C-3PO. Probably sold a lot of toys. <laughs> yeah, that helped, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there were Millennium Falcons. Um, They're still the, selling toys. This morning, the, uh, this morning I saw a whole bag of Star Wars mixed jelly bean flavors. 
<laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a way to sell it. Yeah, yeah. I like Harry okay. Potter myself. So, Star Wars: A New Hope made. I don't know if this is in adjusted for inflation or not, but it made seven hundred seventy-five point four million at the U.S. box office. Oh my god, Ooh, that's god. a lot of money, and that's a lot. Yeah, but. So we discussed what we thought. Right, and I don't know if that is adjusted or not. That seems like a lot. But back to what you said about the effects. I think the reason that they stand up so well is that, at least from what I know, a lot of them are practical. Like, they had models of the actual ships that they flew in front of the camera. Instead of special effects. Instead of CGI. Because the CGI would not have been. And, like, you look at things even as far back. Invented. Even as far back as, like, Star Trek Next Generation. That that opening title CGI doesn't hold up too well. The it looks very much like you're moving something across a still background, not like something is moving through space. Oh yeah. So that's a risk with CGI, mm-hmm. and practical effects normally are able to hold up fairly well. CGI has gotten much better though. Oh yeah, but like I'm going to say, and if the internet still exists in 10, 15 years. Everyone can yell at me for being wrong or right. I'm going to say that if you look at CGI now that's considered good, like Avengers-level CGI, and then if you look back at that, maybe even five years from now, it's going to look awful. Well, what is CGI just... Refresh your audience. Right, it's... I don't know either. It's just... Computer graphics. Computer-generated images. Computer-generated So it's just special ah, effects okay. that, are, that aren't actually there. They're generated by a computer. Right. So, like, instead of Tony... I mean, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. having to actually wear... Wear a full suit of metal armor. Which he's, would weigh him down a lot he, when he's, he's, like, trying to fight him. He's just day. basically wearing gray pajamas that they then put... Right. Some uh, the image of some armor over, and like yeah. it looks pretty good. You just sometimes get floating head syndrome, <laughs> where you have the suit of armor and that just looks like their head is floating above it. That that is um, well, like bad. <laughs> the stormtroopers were also a, a big hit. Yeah, because they couldn't shoot straight. No, they were in danger. They were. <laughs> Why would you be scared? They're just like oh pigs. And they fell animals. down very well. Yeah, there's there's a very famous blooper that was left in the movie that I can't spot. What? It's the one where, as the stormtroopers and Darth Vader are coming into the Tantive Four, Princess Leia's ship, apparently the stormtrooper on his right, I think, bumps his head on the doorway. <laughs> I, I've actually seen that. And I can't see it. Because <laughs> the doorway yeah. is white? No, because, like... My my eyes are drawn to Darth Vader. I have a really hard time isolating that one part of the scene, which is what you have to do. And it's not like a, ah, I stumbled back. It's like a bump, uh, keep walking. Because, yeah. Because I'm on camera. You're on camera. George well, Lucas is screaming That's at the you. other thing about the movie. Darth Vader was became instant, uh, instantly popular or unpopular depending on how you look at it, because uh, he was a bad guy of 
great power. And uh, instead of like some lousy bad guy who's yeah, some Noah two bit bad guy, you know. Oh no, Darth Vader is the real thing. Yeah. And to, to know that Luke had to defeat not only the Death Star but Darth Vader too. Yeah. Which we didn't really realize until the end. And yeah. That, that Darth Vader was trying to get him from and, behind. And then the big surprise, of course, Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and also and then, in Empire Strikes in. Back, you see that Darth Vader actually has a weakness. And he's like, Luke, please not, come back. Not actually. He's like, he's not actually that evil compared to <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. I yeah. mean, he just had... Like, Emperor Palpatine is, like, evil, like, to his core, the way that he's presented. Oh, 9,000! <laughs> but, um, but Darth Vader is just, like, I mean, he gives on a show that he's, like, really evil and stuff. And he but is. actually... He, don't, don't negate the terrible things he does. I mean, yeah. He's yeah. evil. He's evil, but, but he has a reason. Yeah, dude. But anyway, to going back to the cultural effects. Yes, Darth Vader was one of them. He was. He was. Was he? Was he sort of the start of the like brooding, he, dark bad guy? He's like the I devil. I think so. The devil. The, well, that's no, not, not so. Familiar. Not so. Uh, he was a technological marvel. Yeah. Who was also a bad guy? Who was also evil? Yeah. Or against what we consider the, you know, morals and ethics of our society. Or, you know, sort of like Sauron, I guess, if you will. You know? Sure, yeah. And as big as that first movie was, I think it's important to note, it wasn't really meant to have a sequel. It was designed as one movie. Yeah. And then when it did so well, George was like, oh, I could make more money. I could make more of these. And they, the Empire Strikes Back was actually a great, great movie. Like, oh, yeah, it was. Oh, that was a wonderful movie, yeah. Yeah. Very scary, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. Line. <laughs> One of the best lines in the whole Probably. movie. And um, then, of course, you top it off with the perfect ending in yeah. The Return of the Jedi. Not the last Jedi. That's a different movie. <laughs> oh, it's a yeah. very different movie with very different Turn connotations. Jedi, yeah. Yeah. But what were you going to say, Dorothy? Um, how many stormtroopers do you think were actually like? How many people played stormtroopers? Um, it wasn't that many. Because they can just like digitally copy them. Yeah. yeah, because for the most part, they don't have to do anything unique. So it's basically like extras, like how in the Harry Potter movies there are a whole time. I mean, what what ones there are are extras. Mm-hmm. Actually, Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson, who plays Nick Fury in the Marvel movies, and Mace Windu in the Harry Potter in. Who did he play? He played Mace Windu in the prequels, the African Ameri- the dark skinned Jedi. With the purple lightsaber. Yeah, no, who did he play in Harry Potter? No one. That oh, was a that was a slip up. That was a, and also um he but also like, played he, Frozen. Yeah, and Frozen. Frozen. He is the highest grossing actor ever. And he went up 
he went to George Lucas and was like, well, can I please be in these movies? I, I don't care if I'm like a stormtrooper. I walk for a screen and no one has to know it's me. He's like, no, 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 we'll write a part for you. And he became like this influential Jedi master who was about 20 years older than he was at the time. Hmm. Um, so thank you very much for coming to talk about it. None of us are old enough to remember when the first Star Wars movie came out. We were like four. I'd like to, yeah. I'd, I'd like to add that Han Solo became an instant popularity figure. Yeah, because he's, he's sort of like Indiana Jones, isn't he? I mean, yeah. like he, he's, he's before thing. Indiana Jones. Yeah, so yes. do you think, do you think oh, that, yeah. that was partly like inspiration for Indiana Jones, Han Solo? Maybe. I mean, did he Han Solo was not... Um, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, no. Or was it? He was. He was. Did really? Harrison Ford? Yeah. Did Harrison Ford have like, no. name recognition before Star Wars? Um. I know Mark Hamill and what's his what's her name? Ford. Carrie Fisher didn't. Rest no. In peace. Harrison Ford was. Uh, yeah, he made a movie earlier called Blade Runner. I think. When did Indiana oh. Jones come out? 1980-something? Yeah. Yeah. 81, 82? But, so, so we might think that Han Solo might be partly and inspiration na- for Indiana now, Jones. Now he's, I think, the second highest grossing actor. Like, he passed Sam Jackson with Force Awakens, and Sam Jackson passed him with The Incredibles 2. And he's not really making movies anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the, uh, culturally speaking, Han Solo became um, an idol. Personally, you know, Han Solo and Chewie were my favorite characters. Chewie, they were great. <laughs> he's still alive. Yep. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we almost definitely should have said this at the beginning. Spoilers for all Star Wars movies, although the one we were talking about mainly in this one has been out for 42 years. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet... I'm not responsible. Yeah, that's right. Go see it. So, but, um, it's a very good movie. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank for you for allowing me appear. to be on your podcast. Sorry that you had to put up with us. I didn't. But, I've um, enjoyed every second. Um, One thing about Carrie Fisher is mm-hmm. that her mom, you know, famous actor, they were, they were like... They were both so old that yeah. um, Carrie Fisher died, and then the next day her mom died. Yeah, that was sad. Really that was sad. sad. Very tragic. We tried to keep this episode mostly to cultural ones, or this part of this episode. I don't know how this is going yet. I don't know. So we'll be back with another part, either in two weeks, or right after this one in a separate episode, or it'll be right next. Thank you for listening if this does end up being one complete episode. If not, stick around. There's probably another 20 minutes to go. Yes! But just in case. Bye!